When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. It is 9 o'clock exactly, and that means it's time to go over to the tiny stage where you get to hear some live local music every Tuesday night brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Peter Brown in studio tonight. Peter, yes, good sir. evening to you. Good evening. How are you? And doing great. Thank you. And we are being joined on the tiny stage tonight by Mr. Brian Scully of Dalton and the Sheriffs. Brian, good evening to you. And I'm not here. Oh, you know why? I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing you. Let me turn. Uh, let's try this one. How's that? That's all right. You there we go. Because I, uh, I didn't say anything interesting either. So. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. So if you would, uh, let's give a quick uh, recap as to uh, who you are and what Dalton and the Sheriff's is all about. Well, uh, Dalton Sheriff's been around now for, uh, it, it seems, sometimes it seems longer, sometimes it seems shorter, but it's probably about five years or so. And uh, one of the first big things we ever did was come on to your show. Uh, Probably six years ago, maybe. I think that's about right. Yeah, it's been five or six years. We've been on for uh, just over six years, so it, it probably was, was about five or six years ago. I think it might have been five. I, I go back and forth, but uh, we. It was a fun night. It was a fun night. It was. Uh, it was really cool. It was kind of this whole ride has been fairly magical um, for the you know for me and my family and being able to play music and you know kind of have things work so we can make a career out of it was not expected at that age and uh so it's pretty it's pretty sweet to be able to be a part of this now uh, one question that I'm, I'm sure at least i asked this question on the first show when you were first here but I, I can't remember but who came up with the name dalton and the sheriffs and what, what does the name mean uh so it's it's dalton from uh roadhouse ah uh, gotcha i was i was teaching high school english at the time and uh all the students found um, the YouTube video overnight, so it was like a thousand plays, all from one high school. So <laughs> we had to come up with something that was a little different, so that it was more hidden. So we actually kind of thought it was a dumb name in the beginning, and then we got like our first big show shortly after. And I was like, okay, well, I can't. We can't really change it now. <laughs> now it's stuck. <laughs> now it's stuck. Very cool. And uh, since you were here last, um, with uh, I think it was uh, a little over a year ago, you guys have, have gone, you know, huge. You guys have got the, the van touring around. I've seen their van on Route 3 quite a bit. <laughs> we've, we've been very lucky. We, uh, you know, I think the music industry has changed quite a bit. And um, it really, it's less it's less predictable, I think. It's also, there's there's more opportunities to be creative with things. And we've tried to be creative and, and uh Bud Light has been very, very good to us um, throughout the process and just uh, give us a lot of opportunities to play big gigs outside of Boston and, and get out on the road and get the name out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, I guess, a new model, but it's, it's, it's been really, really good to have them on board with us. Fantastic. Well, I want to talk more about the, uh, the new single that you guys have out and also some of the other tour dates that you uh, have planned. But can we hear a song first? Absolutely. What are you going to share with us first tonight? So this is a brand new song uh, my wife and I wrote called Seventeen. And uh, I actually, I really love this song. I, I don't know if everybody else is behind it yet, but I think my wife and I are. So we, w we went to uh, high school together. So this is, this is our story. Let's hear it. It was 
Brian Scully with Dalton and the Sheriffs in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Killer job on that, man. Thanks, man. That's a great tune. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, that is that uh, already released, or is that going to be uh, in uh, production for a new album? Uh, we're starting to work on a new album that we're hoping to head about in the next couple months, and that'll be hopefully uh, one of the songs on there. You never know how things are going to go when you go in the studio, but I really like that one. I do, too. And uh, so speaking of uh, new songs, you've got a new single out, which is uh, dominating local uh, radio airplay, it seems, called Call in Summer. Uh, we, we've been pretty lucky with it. Um, it's uh, it's kind of funny. Like I, lo- I love summer. You know, uh, As a former teacher, my wife's a teacher. It's a, it's a pretty joyous time in our, in our life. <laughs> so we, uh, it's, pre- it's, it's, it's one of those things where it sounds like a summer song, but I was actually sitting on the beach and realizing it's really an instruction manual for what me and my wife have to do to relax on a nice <laughs> on a nice day when we're in, when it's summertime. So it's not fake at all. <laughs> now I remember when you uh, were first on the show when uh, you you spoke quite a bit about um, co-writing with your wife. How does that songwriting relationship work? Uh, you know, she's the best. So it's um it's it's always evolving. Like the band plays a huge role in uh and how the f- songs actually come out, you know what I mean? But uh, having someone like her that I know as well as I do and she knows me as well as uh, as she does lets us kind of talk about things. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to write songs that are about who you are. And I'm a guy with three kids and a good wife, and I've, I live a very lucky life. And it's nice to have someone who understands where you're coming from, from what I've heard from, you know, writing situations. People go to a room and they, they try and find that common ground and, and we have that, and I think it's it's a learning process for everybody involved, but um, she played a big role in, in the way this song actually was shaped, and we were sitting in a car, driving to Canada last year this time, actually, and uh, just trying to <laughs> just trying to put a, a song we've been working on for two years down to some tracks that the band wrote, and it was really, really kind of a cool thing, because then we brought it back to the band, and then it changed further, but, you know, for me, what these songs say is so important to me and having someone else that knows what I'm looking to do and how we want it to be is really helpful. When was it that you realized that you could write and do this professionally? Um, you know, I think that it's one of those things where it's like you, you go through and, and decide whether you whether you believe it as much as you believe you say you do. Um, so I think that my whole life I've wanted to be in a band, you know, since I was 16 years old and I, I wanted to be on a radio station like I am tonight and to be able to play shows and you know, you sort of hit markers along the way, along the way. But recently, you know, now I don't, I don't do anything but play music now, and I take care of my kids during the day. And that was a real big change for me. I think that was the moment when I was like, you know what, 
I don't I don't know that there has to be a definition of what success feels like. If I'm taking care of my kids and we're making things happen and getting to play shows at night, then uh, we're I think that that's the moment that I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Speaking of the shows, you've got a, a full calendar up on the website. Um, do you have a, a, a favorite venue that you like to play or anything you'd like to promote that uh, that that's coming up? Yeah, we got a really big show coming up. I, um, I'll give you a little hint, but we're, we're going to be playing The Paradise. Um, Excellent. Headline in the Paradise pretty soon. And uh, we got to play the House of Blues a couple of weeks ago and brought 1,800 people, you know, after the show um, at Fenway. And it was really, it was an awesome scene because there's just so many people that have been coming to the shows through the whole course of the history of the band that showed up. And it was just a really special night to see everybody singing back some of the songs we wrote. So, And I think when I first met you, I think you were um, just about to do a show with uh, Miranda Lambert at the House of Blues. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was Thomas Rhett was the first one I think, and then she showed up and played, and uh, Jason Aldean showed up and played. So we've been we've been lucky to to get a, a, some cool opportunities like that over the course of the career of the band. Excellent. Well, let's talk more about the shows and about the songs. But let's hear another song first. What do you want to share with us next? I'll play Colin Summer because uh, excellent. I, I really like this song, and uh, it's uh, it could sound like a throwaway song at some points, but like literally, this is what we do. So. There's a little bit of authenticity to it. Sounds good. Brian Scully, Dalton, the sheriffs. Take it away, my friend. Hey, girl. Summer sure looks good on you. And I think this Monday with an ocean view How about you? I can see your favorite pair of Ray-Bans sitting on your nightstands in it from the weekend Tell you what I want to do Find a salty breeze and rolling waves A sandy beach where we can misbehave Cape Cod ice over but like blue Call your boss and break the news Pick up a beer Put down your phone Think Something from the summer sun Let's be under the weather Together I wanna call in summer with you Around here Summer always ends too soon So trade your nine to five Stuck inside the nine to five with me and Skies are blue. You know you want to. You seem to waste that sundress and water cool, small talking all the office politics. Tell you what I want to do. Find a salty breathing, rolling waves. A sand and beach where we can misbehave. Cape Cod ice over Bud Light Blue. Call your boss and break the news. Pick up a beer, put down your phone, think you call a little Let's be under the weather together I want to call in summer with you Come on, leave it all behind For me and you in the weekday sunshine Find a saltier breeze and rolling waves Sand the beach, we can misbehave. Cape Cod, I silver, but I Call your boss and break the news. Pick up a beer, put down your phone, they can call a little something from the summer sun. Let's be under the weather together. With the beer in hand and the song sand. You're killing the two piece in your work day ten. Think it tomorrow, we should do it again. The boss won't mind a day too. Pick up a beer. Down your phone, they could call a little something from the summer sun. Let's be under the weather together. I wanna call in summer with you. Brian Scully, Dalton and the Sheriffs, live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Brian, tell us how that song was written. That was that. I I love that tune. The more I hear it, the more I like it. Thank you very much. Uh, we were actually at a party. One of my brother's friends has a big baseball party two years ago. And it was one of those days where 
I think I had like three gigs that day, and I was still working in in the summer because I was kind of an administrator to school, and it was just one of those things. You seeing all these guys like they're getting older and still finding time to hang out and you know have a beer and stop looking at your phone and stop worrying about life. And we kicked around that line for a long time, and uh, it was hard to make it. I don't know. It needed to be important to me. It needed to be real, something I could identify with, and and the things that like you know if you're a parent, you got three kids, like. You got to find a way to <laughs> get out and relax, and enjoy the beach, and, and things like that. So, we had been kicking this around, and you know, I, I said to the band, "I want something upbeat. Give me something upbeat from musical." And they made you know a little track for me to go by, and uh, you know, we were driving up, and she actually came up with a line that ended the song for me. That was like, "Okay, we're here," and that was the uh, under the weather together. And she like knew how it was going to do. I couldn't get out of the chorus for some reason. I had all these ideas and it was like, we're going to do a list. We're going to do all the things that are important to us. But like, she came up with that line that like, and the rhythm to it that kind of made the song. And we brought it into the studio to Brian Charles and uh, he edited it further. I mean, it was like so many hands to make it to where it is. But the essence of the song happened when she came up with that little, that little piece of how to end the chorus. So uh, it's, that's, that was the process. I mean, it was, it was long. We played it out. We got better at it. We recorded it once. We re-recorded it again. And uh, we just kind of found where the song needed to be. Fantastic. That is uh, Brian Scully of Dalton and the Sheriffs in studio tonight on the Tiny Stage here on 95.9 WATD. So you, you mentioned that you're uh, uh, you're formerly a teacher. How did you get involved in teaching, just out of curiosity? Uh, I went to school to be a sports journalist and used to work for the Bruins for a couple of years. And uh it was the the first NHL lockout, and I just it wasn't really making me happy. So I went back and went became an aide, became a teacher, got my license, and kind of worked my way up, dean of, dean of students and a vice principal. And it was it was great. And uh, the music actually started to pay for my master's degree. It was when we really got serious about it. That's and, great. Uh, but it's we've had some really incredible opportunities this past year. So it was kind of time to give it a try. Now, did you feel that your teaching experience inspired some of your music? You know, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's happened specifically just because I, the things that happen, um, like a specific situation. But what I will say is that I don't think that there's a more personal job than teaching. You're taking kids and you're trying to get them to learn. So I think that from an emotional standpoint um, and how much effort goes into being a teacher and getting kids to and parents on the same page and teachers on the same page, I, I do think that that translates. It's a, it's a, you can't hide what you're excited about. If you walk in a room you're not excited, the kids are going to know it and it's going to be a long day. So I do think that my wife and I have in that in common is it comes through in that way, just kind of a, from a passion perspective. Fantastic. That, that's, that's incredible. I, 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 can, I can totally see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, the band has been together, you said, about five or six years now. How do you think the band um, the band itself and your sound has evolved since you guys first started playing music together? Uh, we've, we've had a, a number of people in and out of the band, um, you know, over the course of things. And uh, everyone brings something special and has helped us along the road to where we're going. Um, you know, the, it's we're at the point now where we've got, we've got some guys in the band that are just have been awesome. You know what I mean? We're... We, we kind of revamped the lineup a little bit because it just some guys wanted to kind of move on with different things. And uh, I've got some guys that went to Berkeley that have a lot of experience and, and some kids that, you know, the biggest difference is, is that right now, everybody in the band, this is our job. You know what I mean? I think that that's kind of an all-in thing that has helped us advance this year. And, exactly. Uh, it's gone from the hobby to, you know, this is what we do. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a leap, and it's uh, it requires a lot of support from people in our lives to make that happen, and, uh, you know, we it's support from the band. I mean, I, I, these guys came on board, and I was like, let's get in a van, and let's go and open for Sam Hunt in Tennessee, and I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to make it happen, and, you know, they were like, yeah. Where do we sign up? And I think that that's the biggest thing is that they just they've been there and they, they and they play they play their hearts out every night and, and they want it the way we want it in my family, which is pretty cool. And something else cool too is just is to see the evolution too from a fan. And I, you know, I've seen you play at the Tinker Sun in Norwell to uh, a half filled room, and then you know a, a few months later, maybe a year later the room is just totally packed and it's one of those things that spreads like wildfire great music is is contagious yeah we don't have a job if people don't come to our shows and uh 
we we approach this very differently than a lot of bands do um, in terms of the sheer amount of gigs we play in a week. And we wouldn't be able to play as many shows in a week as we do if the people didn't come out and, and buy beer. And that's what, you know, that's really what this is all about. Like, literally none of this would have happened if the people who come to our shows and sing along didn't come to our shows and sing along. And it's, I, it's given us an opportunity that most people don't get, and we, we just really, really appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, let's keep on going with the music here, Brian. What do you want to play, uh, play for us next? Uh, this is a new song. It's uh, still in the works a little bit, but I, I love it. I was uh, I think anytime you get through and you you quit your job to play music, it's going to bring up a lot of emotions and things. And uh, I had this idea of the difference between being someone who performs as an artist and someone who writes the songs and the different life perspectives and experiences that go into each one of those things. So this is my uh, this is called Young Man's Game. I ain't Nashville's type of star I'm just an Irish kid from Boston town Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse My Red Sox cap, it ain't new like yours And neither is this old guitar But they were there, they picked up dorm room scars The night Poppy broke and I ain't changing who I am Just to make myself a name I'll write these songs Cause it's who I am I ain't chasing your kind of fame So go dress it up Go look the part You ain't the one to blame I submit I guess got me be cause yours is a young man's game I don't write songs about tequila then again neither do you cause if I'm drinking it ain't for sure it's cause my buddies like drinking beer these folks in here who sing along Know the girl to whom I'll always be true But they come out to every show Cause it's cheaper than therapy And I ain't changing who I am Just to make myself a name I write these songs Cause it's who I am I ain't chasing your kind of fame so go dress it up, go look the part You ain't the one to blame I submit I gave, you got me beat Cause yours is a young man's game Now fame and glory you might find Singing songs that you've never lived Hands down, I'll take going home to mine All tucked up in their beds And I ain't changing who I am Just to make myself a name I write these songs Cause it's who I am I ain't chasing your kind of fame So go dress it up Go look the part you ain't the one to blame But leave writing the songs To guys like me Cause that ain't a young man's game No, that ain't a young man's game Brian Scully in studio tonight Dalton and the Sheriff's 95.9 W.A.T.D. Another nice job on that one too, man That sounds great Thanks a lot Take us through uh, how that song was uh, was written. How long did that take you to write? That one took uh, took took three or four months to get. And it, it's funny, I, I say three or four months, but like 
we do a lot of driving and you know my wife and i will always text each other titles or things like that so i had the title for a while and uh i had like it just i don't i've never been in control of the writing process the way i'm trying to be and uh it's you know it's i think it's repetition and availability and all these different things so i finally kind of got myself into a place over the course of a week and just sat down and found the the grooves that matched with what the story was that I was trying to tell and kind of an Irish feel and things like that and that when it was when it was finally ready to go from a title to a song it came out very quick but it took a while to get to that point now I've noticed um, when I ask somebody you know what the, you know tell us about that song they'll either say that song took two years or months and months or that song took five minutes and I'm just curious with you, do you uh, see a difference in the songs that might take you minutes to write compared to the songs that take months or even years to write? Well, I, I, I have a little bit of a different perspective on it. I, I think that what happens is is that you find that moment when you realize the song's done or the song's taken shape and you can understand it. And like, like I was saying with Colin Summer, the minute that that last line was done, it was good. The minute that I found out how to change it from young man's game to writing is not a young man's game, it was done. And then it's a fleshing out from there. It's it's cutting down and making sure you're saying exactly the right things. And so I, I feel like for me, when I get to the point or when my wife and I get to a point where I'm like, I can I can I know where that song's going. That's when I feel like it's done and then it takes varying degrees. Sometimes it's like there's no block at all and it just comes all right out. And sometimes you're like, I haven't said everything I want to say yet. And, we, you know, I bring in people like, you know, from the studio or the band to kind of edit it down. But it feels to me that's that's kind of the way if if the identity of the song, if you can see it, then I feel like it it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's going to be the same as long as you see it through to that identity. Do you think that a song is ever officially done or do you think it always can be updated or changed that's, along the way? That is an awesome question. I, I think that there you can't go away from what that initial vision was i think you can make some tweaks here and there but i'm I'm a big fan of like if you get it done and people respond to it then that song is done good answer don't break what's not broken yeah don't fix what's not broken i want to know about that guitar too tell us about that guitar because that's a cool looking gibson it's actually a really cool story so uh, i play my guitar very hard i know it's not coming through in this kind of relaxed acoustic setting but i i break all of my guitars um usually strings sometimes worse so uh, one of my buddies uh jay tag who's in a band awesome band called lannon that uh you should check out their new record it's pretty awesome i know it's getting some airplay and stuff like that but i was there and i was like he saw me playing with my son's baby martin at a show and he's like dude you gotta <laughs> let me borrow you gotta, let, you gotta borrow my guitar because we were playing the house of blues that week and it's just my guitars just weren't working right. They weren't. They were spitting off strings like it was nothing. And uh, so I traded him some backstage passes for the House of Blues for his guitar, and he's been letting me use it for a little while. And it's just got to use some heavier gauge strings there, man. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's poor playing at the end of the day. But it's uh, just this gorgeous kind of checkered, you know, 1960s guitar with uh, that. Every time he would post on uh, Instagram, like I'm not a big FOMO guy, but like every time he'd post it, I would like literally comment like I was a 12-year-old in middle school being like, I love that guitar. We should say, too, this is not plugged in, by the way. What you're hearing is what like is what's sounding in this room. We've just got one condenser mic in front of you, and that guitar sounds amazing. It's, uh, it's a really, really nice guitar. He's, I, I, owe him, I owe him big time. Is he getting it back? He is getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> we could auction it off tonight. Yeah, I think he, he probably might have some... I think that might cross the line of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> So where did you teach, just out of curiosity? Uh, I've been in a couple different places. I taught over at Whitman Hanson High School and did some Dean of Student work in uh, Boston and Randolph and different places like that. So kind of all over. Fantastic. Well, it's, it sounds, you, your music sounds amazing. And were you uh, an English teacher? An English teacher? I was, yep. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, so what what is available right now for music from Dalton and the Sheriffs? Uh, we're, we're really focused on Spotify right now. Um, so, there's about thirteen or fourteen like real songs that have been recorded in the studio up on Spotify, and then we've been releasing some live work or some in, in progress demos if people want to hear them. But um, I know Spotify takes a lot of heat. 
I was just gonna just gonna bring that up, and I'm just wondering because some people love it, some people hate it. What is it about Spotify that attracts to you? So I, you know, I'm, I I find that Spotify is a, a leveling of the playing field for the independent artist if you know how to use it and. Um, it all depends on what metrics you look at. Like I've seen some metrics explained where it's like, well, this is what you would get for a single listener in a radio broadcast, and this is what you get for a single listener in Spotify. And I, I worry less about the money uh, that we would make from them and more about the exposure. And um, Spotify lets you see the data. I can, I can go in and compare what we're doing to any other artist out there, and they'll show us the raw data of how many plays they're getting, how many monthly listeners and all that stuff. And I just think that kind of stuff is so valuable. And they have an algorithm that's meant to connect people to music. Like their stated goal for their algorithm is as if someone writes a song that 20 people in the world would want to hear, that they use their comparative you know, playlist algorithm to find those 20 people and deliver it to them. So we've been lucky enough to have, you know, we didn't pay anything for it. You know, they started pushing it out to people based on where our songs that we had released previously were falling on people's playlists. So we've gotten all this exposure because it keeps showing up on other people's playlists that we don't know because their tastes match what the algorithm's looking for. And then you can use that data and those those song, um, song um, samples and things like that to then form set lists for live shows. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, you see what people are responding to and, and you it, it makes you kind of think about... It just gives you a good sense of your fan base, really, at the end of the day, and what people are, you know, like, and what you should be focusing on. Excellent. That is Brian Scully of Dalton and the Sheriffs. Let's hear another song. Okay. What are you going to play for us next? Um, I think I'm going to play a song called "Books and Pictures." It's a really old song. This is actually, this was a song that I wrote when I was teaching in the very beginning. All right, so. let's hear it.
looking back now It may seem I found my way With such ease But I remember wrong days like these What it took to find these dreams It wasn't easy like it seems Books and pictures, magazines But I know I'm better I'm better Ryan Scully of Dalton and the Sheriff's in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Another nice job on that one, man. Thank you very much. Now, you said that's an older tune. Tell us kind of the, the uh, history of that song, if you don't mind. Yeah, it was uh, right after I took a, I left the Bruins, I took a job. at. Uh, there's, I thought it was one thing, but it turned out to be like sort of a sales job. Uh, not really related to what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, basically had a choice to make of... <laughs> I was just I was not what I wanted to do and and uh so I kind of went after it and I said well this is I'm going to try and become a teacher and I'm going to take the risk now while I'm young enough to do so and uh, I was sort of like looking back on that time when I first became a teacher and first got my first job and just being like you know what that was a risk worth taking right there. <laughs> what was your favorite part about teaching? Um, what did you enjoy most? You know what? I, I really enjoyed the kids. I, I liked working with kids that, you know, things didn't necessarily come easy to. Or, you know, I, I, I just, I enjoyed the energy that kids have is what it comes down to. I think that I, I was trying to think of, uh, you know, you, you look at your own children and you're kind of like, well, what, what keeps a kid happy? And it's like kind of that quick smile. And I think that a lot of adults move, they lose their quick smile over the course of the years. I remember just this week I was walking in somewhere and some guy walked by me and I think I have this problem too because I got a giant beard and people see it and you're sort of like, oh, what's that guy going to do? And this guy just <laughs> flashed me like the biggest smile ever and I was like, that, that guy's awesome. And I, I, I feel like adults lose that and kids never really do. Even whatever they're feeling, they, they're usually showing it to you. So I, I think that they, uh, that's, that's probably what I like the best. There's a lot of energy. Fantastic. How many Fs did you give? Oh, I didn't believe in Fs, man. <laughs> I think it's got me in trouble more than I... If there was an F, it was usually... Wish I had you for a teacher. <laughs> usually the teacher's fault. <laughs> Don't go, I guess I'm out of it. So, yeah, you can quote me on that. <laughs> Good answer. So, do you have, uh, since you've been playing shows and you've got a ton of shows, um, do you have a favorite venue or, or favorite show that comes to mind that you've played in your past? You know, I, I um, we're lucky to have some really long-standing relationships with people, Um you know, we get to play the bell in hand an awful lot. Um, you know, we play as a band on Thursdays, and I play acoustic on Sundays, and those are all special because everybody's, uh, you know, it's, it's a place, and the people who show up every week, they're there because that's what they do on Thursday nights. That's always special. But uh, Exactly. What was that, Peter? That was Eddie Kaplan, right? Bell in hand? Ah, uh, you know, it's, it's different guys now, but it's uh, they're, they're great, great people. Uh, yeah. Deb and Adam, and they just... They just take care of us, you know what I mean? I, I throw my son's birthday party there upstairs every year, you know, so he's, I don't know what he's going to do to top him when he's 21, but he's had three, <laughs> his fifth, uh, fourth, I guess fifth, sixth, and seventh birthdays at the Bell in Hand. When, you, when, you, go there, when yeah. you go there, mention Eddie Kaplan's name, because he is the owner of that place. I will make sure to yeah. do so. Tell him that Tiny sent you. Okay. And Duck. Sounds good. <laughs> One show in particular, uh, Brian, that I'm seeing on your website is uh, a benefit show in situate for the uh, Hanscom Air Force Base. What's that all about? Uh, so last year we did a thing with Budweiser, Budweiser Welcome Home, Welcome Home Troops. Um, we played a show and got to know those guys. And um, I actually never realized that the Air Force um, owned that fourth cliff, that that was a recreation area for Hanscom Air Force Base. So um, we had a lot of fun. They were really nice people, and they asked us to come down again and play. So we're playing a... a for I think they're gonna bust everybody down from Hanscom and you know, there's a nice day with like steak and lobsters and stuff and we're gonna play a couple hours and not a bad not a bad gig. Excellent. 
Sounds very cool. And, you know, one, one thing that I've, I've noticed, too, from my time doing this, uh, this uh, local music show is how much uh, country has grown, uh, not only in Massachusetts, but especially here on the South Shore. Have you noticed the same? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's inescapable at this point. I think you're, it's harder to find a rock show on a Friday and Saturday night on the South Shore than it is to find a country show sometimes. So that's, that's very, very different than when we first came down. And, uh, Do you have any theories as to why country has grown so big around here? Yeah, I think that um, the changeover to the, uh, the loss of the rock stations in Boston, yeah. um, I think once 104.1 went down, especially down the South Shore where you can't really get AAF, you essentially went from... You know, sports are so huge, and you'd have now you have two FM sports stations and two FM country and, stations and two FM country right. stations. But I think that what happened was is that in the in the void of you know a, a country of a, a, a kind of a modern rock station like there always was, and I mean you couldn't get much more much better or more important than uh, BCN was. All of a sudden, you had people looking for music, and I think that you had. Uh, a lot of the athletes have come up here. I mean, I know that we, we may not be the SEC up here in Massachusetts, but there's an awful lot of colleges and sports teams, and they would bring country up. And at the same time, country started to go more towards the pop and rock elements. And it was just kind of, I think, everything together has led to an explosion, you know. And I can remember, too, you know, when I first started working in radio, too, I also was, you know, dabbling in music and also trying to help some uh, musician friends get airplay and, and uh, local country radio would not touch anybody that wasn't connected to a major label and now it seems in the past year or so maybe two years there's been an explosion of uh, local country airplay as well which is amazing for some of these bands and musicians that are working their butts off yeah it's uh you know it's it's an interesting scene for sure um but there's definitely more opportunities than there were before and i think that that the two stations competing against each other um is is a good thing for everybody involved because they're all you know trying to do new things and you know and catch what people are liking you know locally. Absolutely. Anything to add to that, Peter? Um, well, I was when he was talking about the radio scene. I grew up with was FNX and that was our station. Right. Yeah, that's in, the other one that, that went to pass. Yeah, and and that's why when this show came up about five years ago, that was the reason why we had sponsored it because. When we grew up, we had all sorts of venues that we could see hear local bands. And I remember Uncle Sam seeing Billy Idol and uh, the Alarm in Boston, U2. And, and you know, you don't see, you don't have that opportunity anymore. And now it's starting, to, you're seeing it to come back, and which is good. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. I think rock uh, radio is going to make a comeback at some point in Boston. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, there's so many elements of what country has become that it, it's almost... It's moving towards rock in some degrees, you know what I mean. So you've exactly. got a lot of crossover it's, stuff. I mean, I mean, you put a you put a Leonard uh, Skinner record on from 1978, and you you know segue it into a Jason Aldean, right. and you really can't tell the difference. Yeah, you know, I, I think even when you listen to like Chris Stapleton or um, you know any any of those guys like the Cadillac Three. I mean, the Cadillac Three with a slightly different production would have existed at any time. Yeah, you know Jason I mean? Isbell and all those guys. Exactly. Fantastic. Uh, Brian Scully in studio tonight from Dalton and the Sheriffs. Let's keep on going with the music, if you don't mind. I'm loving what I'm hearing tonight. Thanks. Uh, yeah, let's let's play. So this one, actually, this was the song that first got played by you guys back in the day uh, called Cheap Guitars. And uh, I've recorded this song like three or four times, and I've never, I don't know if I've ever gotten it exactly what I want it to be, but... Um, not so many uh, cheap guitars these days, though. No, well, you know, well, it's apparently still because I'm borrowing them still, so it's still <laughs> cheap. But they, uh, this was about wanting to play the House of Blues when we were starting out and we were playing at Lansdowne Street. And, uh, and you did. And we did, and we've done it a couple times, and, and uh, the last one was just a really insane special night. So this is Cheap Guitars. All right, Brian Scully, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Park on the state road Cause Fenway's all aglow A Brookline after Lansdowne Street Guitar in hand in the summer heat The faithful in their red and blue A crowd outside the house of blues I'm dodging vendors, hawkers, rock band stockers 
in my way Breaking strings on cheap guitars Close my eyes, pretend we're stars Across that alley seems so far But tonight it could all be ours The salmon brought his heart to play The doorman lands a smile our way One and two and three and four Heads perked up, we couldn't ask for more Breaking strings on cheap guitars Close my eyes, pretend we're stars Across that alley seems so far But tonight it could all be ours The cheap guitars Beat apart No, we ain't stars but someday, someday, someday we'll climb that stage Across that alley beyond that velvet cage Until then he will remain with the same straight ringing ways Breaking strings on cheap guitars Close my eyes, pretend we're stars Across that Brian Scully in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD, sounding incredible. Thanks, man. We uh, had a request. Uh, Peter Brown in studio wants to know if you can play uh, Junkyard Beauties. I would love to play that song. <laughs> That's so funny. It's about, well, I'm looking at your the, the cover photo of it, and I recognize a lot of these radios because that's how we grew up in junkyards. And Yeah, I, and, used, to, uh, I used to spend a lot of time at Everett's Auto. Park. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> that's where Everett's, and uh, I remember you and I were talking in the beginning about Smith's towing in his junkyard. and Yeah, I was... Uh, I used to go to Goldie's. There you go, Goldie's, yeah. <laughs> my dad and I. I actually, it's, got, it's kind of a cool story. Like, we, a couple of my buddies from high school, this guy Dave Trainer and this guy Brian Eklund, and uh, we used to just, I mean, we would drive around in these awful cars. I mean, awful. You know what I mean? Like, other guys would be pulling up these nice cars at Archie's, and we're driving cars that are smoking on the way in, and uh, we would keep them running however we kept them running, you know what I mean? And I, I finally quit trying to fix cars when I was, like, under a Toyota 4Runner and dropped a anti-siphon gas tank and it was like couldn't couldn't drain it my wife said what are you doing but i mean it was uh it was one of those things where just looking back on it be like man i don't i don't really i'm kind of glad that i didn't get my jeep until i was older because uh i kept an 83 you know caprice classic station wagon running and trying not to poison myself with carbon monoxide (laughs) when i was driving around but it was uh i don't know it was just they were kind of special so we just kind of had this idea to do a song called Junkyard Beauties. So, this is it. Let's it's, about, it. it's about those cars you don't forget. We grew up on the bench seats of Detroit's dying breath. And we were young, the kind of young. Don't get no sting of regret You don't ride home to mama About peace together Broken down sedans The kind you have to top the oil And run the heater Cause the thermostat is dead And that trees hold the memories of a time that time forgets. There ain't no one of them junkyard beauties any one of us will ever forget. 
felt the breeze of the byways to crank down window panes. I caught her smile, glancing sideways as the wind blew hair around her face. You don't ride home to mama. Bowed, pieced together, broken down sedans. The kind of fabric on the ceiling falls a little more each and every day. Cassettes and ashtrays hold the memories of a time that time forgets. Scully from Dalton and the Sheriffs live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that one. Yeah, that was good. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate it. So you've, you've got obviously a very unique style of a, a, a very unique singing voice. How did that develop? Uh, just hours and hours of singing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's kind of funny because my son can sing and I can hear in his voice like some of the some of the tones and the elements, but this is just hours and hours of singing, three hours at a time. I think I heard a, um, an interview with uh, Springsteen not that long ago, and somebody was asking him about his uh, vocal warm up exercises, and he says, "My vocal warm up exercises is uh, yelling at the band before the show." Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a true true statement. I don't have to yell at my guys though; they're they're really good. <laughs> they're, they're there well before me, and set up well before I am. <laughs> I'm usually coaching a baseball game or something. They're all <laughs> kind enough to help me wire up everything when I get there. Something I usually ask earlier in the show, but I'll ask you now, but could you talk about some of your your influences over time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first album where I could ever see myself in a band was uh, Cracked Rear View by Hootie and the Blowfish. And I think that the first album where I could ever see myself telling stories the way I'd want to was um, August and Everything After by Counting Crows. Both great albums. So, Did you ever think, you know, after the Hootie thing died out, that he'd, be, uh, he'd uh, make a comeback? You know, it's, it's funny. It was, there, was a, there was a dark time for music. I think they called it new metal. But uh, it was the kind of music that I like to make wasn't being made. And I think that right after that, all kind of grunge was over. And I think that there was... There was a couple years there where some of the stories that have been told throughout music's history weren't being told in the same way. So I think it was bound to come back. I don't, I don't think I could envision that he was going to do it, but, you know, be able to do it. But I think the country has provided um, 
kind of an opportunity for some of those songs to be told, you know, to be sung and, told, and the stories to be told. So true. And uh, you mentioned, you know, throughout the night, too, that you were uh, formerly a high school teacher. Just out of curiosity, if you could go back uh, in time and tell yourself something that you know now when you were in high school, what would that be? Um, you know, I think it would just be to, to relax a little bit. <laughs> I think I was pretty intense in high school and with certain things, and I think that, you know, I think I just, the longer you can stay a kid, the better. Invest in Google. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Scully from Dalton and the Sheriffs, thank you so much for coming by tonight. Uh, before we go, uh, give us the information on the new single, your website, your social media information, all that good stuff. Uh, you can check us out. The best thing is Instagram because you don't have to pay for it. We don't have to pay for it to get out to people, but it's Dalton Sheriffs on Instagram. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, you can go to daltontheshares.com and that's got all of our dates up there. And, um, you know, Spotify is what we're pushing right now. So if you liked any of the songs, I think everything I played up there is up there in one form or multiple forms. So uh, that's definitely give us a follow on Spotify. Fantastic. We have Peter Black in the wide world of blues coming your way at 10 o'clock tonight. But, Brian, I think we have time for one more tune. Do you want to uh, take definitely. us home with something? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a brand-new song um, called After the Parade. And uh, I'm, I come from a hockey family. And uh, it's it's a if you're on a hockey team around here and... and I just it's a special relationship I think and the people come see me on Wednesday nights at Southside Tavern um, they're all connected somehow and uh, they've they've experienced great success and great loss and and um, this is a story about all those guys and I was struck because one of the guys Charlie Coyle plays for the Minnesota Wild and it was the all-star break two years ago and I used to work for the Bruins and those guys it was all-star break and they were gone somewhere warm and this guy's literally rolling in with all the guys he played high school hockey with right at, right off the plane from Minnesota, uh, just hanging out with his buddies from high school. And I think that that's something that happens an awful lot around here, especially with hockey players. And, uh, you know, and there's another kid, Nick Nick Malafronte, who had a, uh, he had a tragedy happen with, uh, you know, he was, he was lifeguarding and he hurt his neck and uh, he's battling like a champ, harder than I have ever worked at anything. And this is a song about them. It's It's about being from here. It's called After the Parade. All right, Brian, thank you so much for playing tonight. Best of luck with the new single and uh, the upcoming shows as well. Thanks, man. Cross country charter through a loss and overtime Suits on a tarmac heading off to warmer clouds But there's a black car waiting to take him back to the city if he makes that flight, he'll be balled down at the south side tonight. He's treating palm trees and memories, cold Boston nights. Same ten guys he's skating with since 1995. Cause rusted chain link little towns have a certain way of finding ways to let you know just who you are when you need reminding. After your worst of your best damn day When the crowds have gone away I thank the Lord this town Have made of folks who stay Long after the parade Hey, hey Across the bar guys are laughing Pounding their bud lights Just like their dads did in parking lots After hockey Friday night Took from them the kind of things that make you question why Never let those kind of things happen in our lives They made plans so damn the chair they bought in Nashville flights They drink it to the ones they lost every Wednesday night Those rusted chain league little towns have a certain way of finding Ways to let you know just who you are when you need reminding after you worst of your best damn day When the crowds have gone away I thank the Lord this town Have made of folks who stay Long after the parade Hey, hey Hey, hey Now Boston ain't the kind of town To let a good dream die We got our bars, our dreams, our scars And they're the ties that bind This little bar Kind of feels like home From behind my microphone 
glad to be from here. Cause Russian chain link little towns have a certain way of finding ways to let you know just who you are when you need reminding. After you worst your best damn day when the crowds have gone away. I thank the Lord this town of made of folks to stay long after the parade. 